0: Welcome to the Fitness Business University podcast. This is Tom Langton. I'm here with Vince Gabriel. Vince, good afternoon. What's up, Tom? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. So let's, let's dive right into what's, what's going on. What's no, we, no
1: banter, right, right to the... Uh, you want to get right into it? Yeah.
0: Well, let's talk about before we... We've been doing something a little bit different at GFP lately. So, so normally in our team meetings where we have different teams within Got our lots team... lots of meetings. <laughs> we have different teams within our teams. So we have a training team. We have a, a marketing team. We have the leadership team. And usually we have meetings for each team throughout the week, right? But since the new year, I basically, we've been doing something a little bit different. What's that? Yeah, and, and it really was inspired
1: by me going down to Day with Destiny with Tony Robbins. And, you know, Vanessa and I having learned so much about really not just – not really not much about business at all, but it was all about personal development and just, you know, being the best version of yourself, as cliche as that sounds – um, so we kind of w- went there for a full week and we were armed with this knowledge base for inspiration and motivation as I, like, and Vanessa and were like, we cannot keep this bottled to ourselves. We have to teach this stuff. So we decided to teach it, um, with the GFP team. So we put together a series of team meeting, a weekly team meeting, um, where we were kind of really unpacking all the things
0: we've learned in bite size, uh, chunks. Now why why was this important to have the entire team together as opposed to either doing it individually or then or having the uh, I guess like why everyone in the same room? Well one, because I don't have the time to be able to meet with everyone
1: individually. So right. maybe the first piece. Um, but two, we kinda wanted to use it too as a as a team bonding tool. We we for years would always meet as a whole team and, you know, as we kinda grew and branched off into meetings, the collaboration of the full unit kind of lost a little bit of its luster there from the whole we had good good connections between the small groups but there wasn't as good a connection between the full team so we felt like that would kind of bring you know improve that part of the process too but really more of just leveraging everyone's time because everyone's so busy so uh we did these meetings and we did them um, uh weekly and Vanessa and I actually would have a date night and on date night we would prepare and talk about the meetings. And talk about what we're going to do. And we did a bunch of different topics. We did one on relationships, which was very interesting. And we kind of told, Vanessa and I told our full story to you guys. Yes, you did. The full uncensored story of me and Vanessa and our very near, uh, you know, divorce. C- collapse. Collapse, yeah, really. It was it was pretty brutal, uh, but it's it, everything's wonderful now. But uh, we told we told the story to you guys. Probably I would not tell that story on here. Right. I would not go as deep as we went because there was some dark stuff.
0: We might have to bring Vanessa back on. You we know, do. We totally know, do. You know, Dude, she, Vanessa is on fire. She when I dove into the stats recently, she's like the third highest download. It was like Mike Boyle. <laughs> and then, and then I think she got more downloads than Charlie Weindroff.
1: And Ooh, she, she's a,
0: she's like one of the hot that podcast that we did with Vanessa was one of the highest downloaded now I don't know if it was the wives of the listeners or the listeners or their spouses or whatever but she's a hot she's she, got a heavy well, download if we did it
1: again it would probably be even better because she she is she is on fire right now uh you know from that event still you know we're sitting here what was it one two you know three and a half months later and uh, it's still really cool. So we did these series of team meetings, and we wanted to really make it – we didn't really make it much about um, training. A lot of is uh, personal development, but we started to do more and more topics. Let, and, me hold Let me stop you right there.
0: Yeah. A lot of people listening are maybe are very, very uncomfortable with that. So you're saying personal development with your team, right? So you're thinking team meetings, and we've broken it down. We've talked about team meetings. We want to talk about leads. We want to talk about – uh, sales, we want to talk about training technique and all that stuff, and that's where most of the head of business owners are at. Now, you've made it a point to meet with the team and talk about personal development, and you're talking about personal development of each member of the team. Number one, that's that's very uncomfortable for the people doing it, for the for the people listening doing it with their team, yeah. And then it also could make the people on their team very uncomfortable. So why do you? Number one, why do you think it's so important? Number two, how do you overcome that? So 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 two reasons. So um,
1: there's a really good book called Top Grading, And top grading talks about um, the top things that uh, team members look for from an employer. So obviously compensation, they want to be fairly compensated. That's in the top five, but it's actually number five. Number three on that list is personal development. Is that people from a career want to feel like they are becoming a better human being and a better person from working at a specific place. So I've always known that. And... I tried to do that with like, when we hire a new person, we have them read how to win friends, influence people. We talk about mindset and stuff. So, but I've never really formally done like an educational process to make them better from a personal development perspective. And the other thing I do, uh, I learned from a guy named Dave Ramsey, who Dave Ramsey has a company. I mean, he, he was, you know, I don't know what he did before something like in, in real estate or something, but. He now has a program called Entree Leadership, which is a combination of teaching entrepreneurship and leadership. And that pr- business was built on he would stay late on like Monday nights for his staff and teach leadership skills to his staff. And it wasn't like it was demanded, it wasn't mandatory. He would just stay late. He's like, Hey, I'm teaching leadership. And he said, All of a sudden, like, There was more and more people coming and all of a sudden it wasn't required and more and more people were coming. And then all of a sudden he said, people started to bring friends and spouses and that spawned, you know, what is now a huge leadership development company in, um, you know, entree leadership. And he wrote a book about it. It's really great book. Dave Ramsey's book is excellent. So, you know, it it was really those two things, knowing that the better human beings that we can help create the better experience for our members. And the better experience for our members, the more the businesses succeed. So that's really kind of what brought it. But what originally did it was, hey, I got all this ammo. Right. right? I got all this stuff I know. I don't want to just like hold it in for myself. I want to teach it. And I, and that is the other thing. And this is a really important lesson. The best way to cement something for yourself. If you really want to learn something on a deeper level, put yourself in an opportunity to teach. Right. If you really want to learn something and you really want to go deep and really master it, put yourself in the position to teach. And you've done a lot of speaking and you've done a lot of teaching. And, you know, so you have gone, you know, very deep into specific subjects that you've had to go and speak about. So uh, it, it really is, there's a lot of great things happening from this. I'm learning this, you know, personal development stuff much deeper. Now I'll be able to teach it better to my mastermind and, Um, I'm able to teach it to you guys. Eventually I'm going to teach it to the GFP members. I'll be doing some things for them, um, and bringing them in and teaching them all these different things. So we had lots of different
0: lessons. Um, but there's, I had another part of that question. You answered one half. There's a lot of people linking the, there's an awkwardness because there there, are some people even in the mastermind that will remain nameless that still roll their eyes when you talk about personal development or Tony Robbins and things like that, there's people that hear that kind of stuff and they think, God, oh, it's all bullshit. It's like, it's cultish or it's, you know what I mean? Like there, there is a certain people. So you, we have a team of 15 people. Is it, is there any uncomfortableness? Is there any awkwardness? Number one, from teaching it and trying to get everyone to kind of absorb it. Yeah. Um, and sure. Uh, there's not much awkwardness
1: in, for me in teaching it because this no. is something stuff I really enjoy and I know pretty well. So there's not really not much awkwardness. Um, but, you know, I, it, the topics will vary. I think it does based on the topic. I will say the relationship one was, tough. was really tough. Right. It was, that was tough for me. That was the tough one to tell that story. And honestly, when I was telling the story, I was bringing up some stuff, right? Some stuff that was hard. Um, But yeah, there that was, you know, a really challenging one. But then there's other lessons where like people are just are all like nodding their heads and like everyone's like, Yes. Oh yeah, those are the three things that control my emotions. And yeah, when I my posture is better, I do feel better. Yeah, and when I say less crappy words to myself, you know, I'm in a better state of mind. So, I think it really depended on the subject, but yes. I mean, when you're dealing with hard things like those and we had and and when we did it, the one of the whole uh days was was linked to relationship day. Right? So, um we had a full day on relationships. That was, you yeah, know, but it was, uh, you know, so for some of the GFPT members, so for some, you know, uh, we were preaching to the choir, and Karen is sitting there, and she's like, I've been married 30 years. What the hell are you telling me this uh, one? <laughs> and yeah. i was like, yes, okay, okay, you can, like, go have a cup of coffee on this one. Uh, but then there's others that are in their 20s that have no idea about any of this stuff. So right. it's probably, you know, I wish someone taught me this when I was 20. Absolutely. You know, so. All
0: right, so. Obviously, we've we've covered a, a bunch of different. There was one specific one that we talked about that you wanted to dive into today.
1: Yeah, and actually, this wasn't even you know what I'm thinking about is not just you know developing them as people, but also what are lessons we can learn that they can take and implement into the business as well. And uh, this was so not it's a little something, bit of a, It's a
0: little bit of a backhanded lesson now. Totally, you're, you're making them better employees. There's, there's always an agenda. Exactly. There's always an yeah, agenda. Yeah, okay.
1: um, but one of the things I wanted to teach them were the six laws of influence Were the six laws of influence. Now, some of these, um, will apply to the people like on the, the, the training floor and the front desk staff very well, some more than others. But I wanted to, I want to teach them about these are all, here's the thing. And if you want to understand marketing, look no further than human behavior. And that's really all it is it's how can you influence people to do something and that's what we're doing all day long so it's important so the book that everyone hopefully should have read and I probably have said this many times on the podcast is influenced by Robert Cialdini and in the book he talks about the six laws of influence okay so do you remember them Tom <laughs> He's got notes. I have, I have them written down. So yeah. yes, of it's course like, I do. Whenever there's of six, you always get five, and no. there's always one you forget. If
0: we weren't recording, I would give them to you in a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now the recording. The pressure's yeah, on. The I'm out of You want me to read them for you, or so, you want, let's, let's go. Let's, you, you, let's dive into them.
1: All right. So so the first one's reciprocity. What does that mean? Okay, and that is when you, you say give that something. Like, you say
0: that like you knew what that meant before you read this book. Right. You're very confident.
1: So th- that the reciprocity is when I give you something. Okay. That. All right,
0: so let's get into the first law. Okay, so the first one is
1: reciprocity. What does that mean? And reciprocity is if I was to give you this water bottle here as a gift, yep. Okay, you would feel obligated to do something back for me. So that is the power of giving gifts. It's like think about, you know, you go and you do a favor for somebody. Yeah. Right. You kind of almost feel like you feel obligated to go do a favor for that person if you helped, So so, <laughs> our CFO Mike Waldron. The joke is. Uh, My buddy, Andrew, and I have helped him move 17 times. Yeah. And I think he feels this stress beyond belief that he's never helped us move. And the joke is, we always like moving. I was like, hey, Mike, we're going to move, but I'm actually going to get moving vans like normal people instead of having you have your buddies come out. Yeah, and so the, so it's been an ongoing joke, there but the are rest that do but that. the law of reciprocity would state that Mike Waldron is living in a serious amount of pain because he has not helped me move and think, I've helped him move many times. I don't I I wouldn't think Waldron would be that guy, but yeah. I guess it makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So first so one is reciprocity. So that's reciprocity. So the second one is authority. What does that mean? Okay, people are more likely to be influenced by someone of authority. And the best, the easiest example is here is when your doctor tells you to go to the CVS to buy this medication. Do you do it? 100%. Yeah. So the doctor has that authority. So that's the ultimate example. So the more you can create yourself as an authority figure, the easier it is well, for people to do business with you. All right, number three. Number three is social proof. What social does that proof. mean? And social proof is... When people see people like them saying great things about what you do as a business, there's a great chance that others will follow. Okay? So that is social proof testimonials, anything like that. All right. Number four. Number four is commitment and consistency. Commitment and consistency. I know what those mean, but how does that affect influence? So so basically, when I ask you to make a commitment. So, hey, Tom, do you think after this that you can help me? Change my tire. Sure. Okay, I good. only said yes because... Now, you said yes, and it, it's going to be very, very hard for you to not do that since you've made that commitment. So that is the fourth law, commitment and then consistency. All right, and the last one? No. Tom, oh, there's, there's Come on, six. Tom. Come on, Tom, Sorry, there's
0: six. Okay.
1: Look at your list, Tom. I got it. Number okay. five? Number five is scarcity. I know okay. what it means, but how does it affect influence? So scarcity means that, uh, Tom... I have uh, three donuts Mm -hmm. left, and there's three really big guys outside. Um, You should probably grab one of the donuts before those three big guys come in. Got it. So that is scarcity play. Got it. Okay. And then the sixth one is liking. And that is people are influenced by people that they like. So usually, you know, you're a pretty likable guy, and that's why you're popular in your life
0: Okay, do well. That makes sense.
1: So that's what I went over with them, and I, and I went through each one, and I taught them about each one. Like I said, scarcity for our trainers is not a big one, okay? But authority is huge. Right. Authority, them establishing themselves as a more of an authority figure within the business. Um, social proof is huge for them to understand that. Reciprocity is huge. You know, Lighting. even a simple thing like them calling a client to check up on them, you know, there's a reciprocal thing going on there. So,
0: like, um, the, uh, th- th- yeah. How many people do we have or like the really, really smart trainers that come in here for interviews and like, I just didn't like them? Yeah. I just like that was kind of a jerk or he wasn't well, a cool I, I, have,
1: I have always said that, that um, the number one thing that a successful trainer needs to have is someone driving to the gym wanting to spend an hour with them hundred percent and liking and when when I went over liking I went over the rules of how to win friends and influence people yep. and we talked about names and we talked about um you know smiles and we talked about uh the 10-4 rule the 10-4 rule with Ari and all his stuff and so uh it was a great way to rehash a lot of things we've taught in the past in one condensed lesson okay so well, actually you're supposed to lead in and ask me this. You're kinda uh, a little bit behind today.
0: I'm not behind. You're just yeah. talking you're talking a lot, so I'm yeah. trying to find trying to cut you off. It's this uh there's Raf Raf Fitness. What is Raf Fitness?
1: Energy. One of our mastermind members sent me this one. Shout out Michael, Michael, Lissy. Shout Michael out. Michael Lissy.
0: Thanks, brother. Um so the question is, one of these six that they're ranked though, one of them is the most powerful. There is one that is way better than the others that's the one that we're going to dive the whole point of this podcast is to talk about one of these six yeah so we're about 20 minutes in and we're, and finally, we're finally getting to get the, the main yeah, topic so. apologize
1: that's okay apologize people that don't like our banter it was but, a little preface The um,
0: number one well let's let's the, for the listeners right now write down let's take a second write down which one do you think out of those six so is it authority is it liking Social proof, reciprocity, commitment and consistency, or scarcity. Out of those six. He had to look at his list. When he 100%. Did that. Which one do you think is the most powerful law of influence? And the winner is, Vince? Can you do music? Nope. No. Just yeah. tell me. Uh, the winner is social proof.
1: Okay. And here's, uh, I was listening to a podcast from Cialdini. And so Cialdini wrote Influence a really long time ago, like 30 years ago or something like this. And I forgot the guy that interviewed him, he said, he's like, you know, do these still stand as the most six powerful laws of persuasion? These are baked in research. This isn't like, you know, just something this guy made up. He's like a hardcore researcher. And um, he says, yes, they all stand up. 30-something years later as the most powerful. But there's one that is head over heels more powerful than the rest. And he said, that is social proof. That is social proof. And he went into a bunch of reasons why, but I think we can tell why, is the, the these little thing called the internet oh, yeah. and social media, you right? You see how many followers. It somebody is, has, it is, somebody is unbelievable how quickly you can get to that. So knowing that that is the most powerful law, kind of my marketing monkey brain went into this deep dive on, okay, if that is the most powerful law of persuasion, how do we get more of that? And how can we teach our gym owners that we're working with, how do we maximize that law of social proof? And so I want to explain social proof like a little bit deeper. Okay. Okay. And this is uh, an example that will make it really easy to understand. So envision someone going to a bar, right? They go into the bar and just make believe it's an empty bar. And they sit down at the uh, at the stool and the bartender is like, what do you got? What do you want? And he says, you yeah, know, give me a double. It's been a rough day. And the person at the bar starts telling the bartender about all of their problems. All their problems. And you are sitting across the bar and the person is talking about the problem that you solve. So in z- let's use our example. So let's say the problem is, I just, you know, my I'm having problems with my husband. He's, he's mad at how heavy I am and I can't fit into my clothes and I just can't lose weight and I can't stop eating and blah, 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 blah. And you're a personal trainer and you walk over and says, hey, I can't help but overhear your conversation with the bartender and hear that you're having trouble losing weight. Well, I have this program and I can help you do this, 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 and this. You, know, you should maybe come in and help and work with me. And so that conversation is either going to go two ways. One, she's going to say, "Get the hell away from you, crazy person." Or she may say, "Well, skeptically, yeah, well, maybe tell me a little bit more." Right? Probably not going to go well, though. It's probably not going to go that well. So then, so so let's say they're talking, right? The trainer, and then the person at the bar, and the pr- trainer is trying to get the client, the person, to come in. And all of a sudden, another person walks up, a third person, and the third person knows the woman sitting at the bar, but also knows the trader. And she walks up, and let's say the woman's Janie, and she says, Janie, how you doing? Good, So good to see you. And they start talking, and she looks over, and she's like, Michael? Michael? Oh, my God. Like, how do you guys know each other? And they're like, oh, actually, we just met. And the woman goes, oh, my Janie, Michael is the best. You have to go to Michael. I Used to be so heavy and I could not lose weight. And I went to Michael and all of a sudden I feel amazing. I feel happier. I feel healthier. I've lost weight. I'm fitting into clothes I haven't felt it in years. You got to go see Michael. That's social proof. That's
0: social proof. So the difference between telling someone yourself and having someone else tell someone how good you are. That's the power of social proof. We got can it. end the podcast right there. Got it. All right. So. That's, but you can see the yeah. power of it, right? Yeah, you yeah. can
1: you you can visualize the power of that and that's what people are people that's what people are thinking and feeling when you say, six week challenge, six week challenge, come join my jumpstart, come join my jumpstart and it's not backed up with people like me have gotten, that maybe that I know, and obviously that's the most powerful, right? She happens to know both spin. That's that's an example, right? Right. That's an example and it's just a way to really show it but um it, it shows you the power of
0: social proof so is that the difference you always talk about trainers that have pictures of themselves on their website and not pictures of their clients if they had pictures of their clients as opposed to themselves does that fall under, does that fall under the same the arm cross shirt off shot is that is that social proof kind maybe of? i'm just jealous tom <laughs> 100 maybe i'm just no, jealous that, you, you that i wouldn't take my shirt right, off on the website but let's get let's get a little bit more tactical here so we understand the concept i get it but now, how do do I how do I leverage this? How do I use social proof to help grow my gym? So there's gobs of ways, and we're going to talk about a bunch of them. But you, li- you really like that word gobs.
1: You know, I got that word from one of our clients. I, know, I remember <laughs> one of our clients. <laughs> She's she, this is a funny story. She was telling me about another client that she wanted to send here, and she said
0: oh, they would be great for you.
1: Gobs of money.
0: That's right. That's right. I know exactly what you're talking about. All right. So gobs. We we have gobs of ways. We have, we have gobs of ways. So, but, to... but the
1: big thing is the big thing is always. And I, and I just recently taught this on the Surge program. But um, always be on the hunt for social proof. Meaning, always be in this mindset that you're trying to gather as much of this stuff as possible. That this is just valuable ammunition that you can use all throughout and i'll talk a bunch of ways about how you can use it but the but the first thing is uh, there are so many missed opportunities in gyms every day what so do you mean? many missed opportunities to gather this social proof because social proof you know obviously it's important that people are walking around saying things right but it's better if they're walking around saying things and you have captured what they said and can reproduce that over
0: and over again I think that's the hard part for people. I, I know. I know that's the hard part for our staff. If you don't arm them with the tools to do it, right? Because we always say, like, oh, we need testimonials. We want to d- get these people. So, like, how do you arm somebody with the tools to do it? Well, same way you would get in shape, Tom.
1: You build habits. All right. So, give me so some habits. Here is the three parts of a habit. All right, listeners at home, write this down. The three parts of a habit are a cue, a routine, and a reward. Okay. So, what is a cue? Routine reward so what is the the cue to get a testimonial the cue to get a testimonial is and I always ask this and I'll ask you listeners so if you're listening to this right now I'm talking to you has someone in the last month came up to you and said hey I love what you guys are doing or I feel great and I really appreciate all you guys your staff is great trainers are great everything's awesome here you guys do such a great job um If that has happened to you, my question back to you is, what do you say? Right. And most people say, oh, thanks a lot. And then they keep on walking with their day. And they have just passed up this unbelievable opportunity to gather more data to use in marketing. So that's the cue. The cue is.
0: I love your gym. Someone saying you've changed my life. I've lost that. It doesn't weight. even
1: have to be you changed
0: my life, right? Just, that's a I great just, one. I feel better. I have more energy. At that's work, it. Right? It doesn't
1: even see, need to say like I just, I just, I love it here. I love coming here in the morning. Yeah. I
0: love starting my day the like this. The energy's great. Like,
1: it doesn't matter. You're it's it's everything. That's what I'm saying. It's like people sometimes think that they have to for to get social proof that they need this, you know, before or after shot of someone losing hundred pounds. That's not. That's not it. It's not it because that's it for a small population of people. There's another popular patient of people that all want to see a testimonial of someone that just went from zero training days a week to two days a week consistently. Right. And that's a victory to that person. So the cue is anything like that. And here's the other thing. You can manufacture the cue. By asking. (laughs) Right. How are you doing? Right. How are things going? Well, they're going great.
0: I feel awesome. See, I think that's the easy part. Those things happen all the time. The next step is the hard part. Well, this is the routine because that's, that's where you hear the word awkwardness all the time. Or sle- like, you don't want to feel sleazy. You don't want to feel awkward of being like, oh, tonight, you know. And I, our trainers say it. Other gym owners in the mastermind say it all the time. Of like, I don't know. It's always awkward when I take the, when I have to ask them. So how do you do it without being awkward or sleazy?
1: So first of all, you have to get over that shit, okay? Because that's just head trash and right. negative talk. You have to get over that shit because that's just not really honestly believing in what you do enough. Right, If you believe in what you do, and my mastermind members know that I believe in what I do so much that I ask them for a referral every time we have a mastermind meeting in person. Every time. And they know it's coming, and I have no shame at all to ask because I know what I'm doing is helping biz, biz owners grow. Right. And I have no shame. So the first thing is getting the confidence to be able to do it. How are you going to get the confidence? Well, you just do it. Right. So that's something you got to get over. So you got to believe
0: in what you do enough to make this happen. I think the other thing that helps me is put yourself in the, in the other role. So there's companies that I love, like a, a coffee shop or a restaurant or something like that, where if the person behind the counter ever asked me, To I take a picture and put it on the wall? or to do, an, uh, It wouldn't even be a doubt in my mind. That if it was a, something that I loved, that it was a I was a great customer of. Exactly, I wouldn't think twice about it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think it was. And awkward.
1: most of the time, you're not going to ask someone that you know is upset, right? Right. You're asking someone that has. Fire they up are. Line. They are giving it to you. They're. They're. They're throwing the ball up for you to hit it out of the park. Right. Right. There. It's not saying they're. They're trying to hide the ball, and you're trying to pull it out of their hands. That's
0: not. That's not what's happening here. They're saying here. Take this. You're looking for a super fan. They're telling you they're a super fan. They're telling you. And you just got to ask them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think when I reversed the roles, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, if someone that I was a big fan of asked me to help them, it, would never, it wouldn't even cross my mind. I'd be like, of course. Exactly. It's easy. All right. So we have the habit. We have the routine. And the reward. And what's the, the reward? The reward is a great testimonial that you can use in your marketing. Okay. Right? That's the
1: reward. But the, the, the big thing is the listening for the cues. If, if you could just start with that. Is just listening for the cues and listening, and then and then having in your mind to ask the question more often. Hey, how are you doing? How are things going? Are you getting what you need? Yeah, I'm getting what I need. Hell yeah, of course I am. I'm just, I love it here. Right. That's what you're going to get. So, those are the three parts. So, so uh, now so we that. Have- so just paying attention to what's happening in the gym. You know, because I'm assuming most of the guys. You know. Uh, are walking around the floor and probably a lot of them are still training clients. And you know, you can have these conversations every day right. and you can imagine how much of this social proof you, you, you can collect now right. that, it, sorry, I keep interrupting. You do, you, you. you're talking, but, trolling. but now, a, a, What's in that and I think, uh, <laughs> we'll keep going. uh, I just, you just made me, you just interrupted. You you just I broke you broke my pattern. <laughs> well, let me ask you this.
0: Yeah. I have the reward. So we, we followed it. We, we asked a question. We followed the habit. The routine was, we, we asked for no, the referral. This is you moving me along here. Okay. okay. And, right. na- and then we have the reward. So, so now what do I, so, so the, the question now is, because I think everyone in the mindset of like a testimonial has to be this big thing that you, you know, you put on the website. And there has to be a before and after picture. It has to be a four page thing. What do I do with it? If someone tells me I have more energy, I ask them, can I, can I use that? So now I have Ken, who's my 50 year old client who now has more energy throughout the day. What do I do with so that? So this
1: is something I learned from Jay Abraham. And the most important thing that needs to be gathered from a testimonial is not Tom is so great.
0: Meaning, right? meaning the trainer or the gym owner whoever. Yes, is not
1: that you're so great. It is them telling them where they were before and where are they now. That so f- is – please write that down if you're listening. You know, when you're trying to gather testimonials, they don't need to say much other than where they were before and where are they now. That is the
0: transformation. So do you see a mistake, right? Do, do, you, see a, do you see a lot of gym owners make a mistake of saying, like, training with Vince has changed my life. He's the best guy. He's the smartest guy. Like the, is that That's not great. They're going over the features. Now, some people will write that stuff.
1: That's fine. But your job as the gym owner, if you're going to guide people towards this, and you should, when you give someone the opportunity to give a testimonial, you can do it um, actually in print where you give them questions to fill out, or you can just verbally say it. But really what you're trying to figure out is, hey, just give us a snapshot of where you were before and where are you now. That is the ultimate testimonial formula. And there's really not much else that needs to happen. Now, they'll say other stuff. That's fine. But that is really if you want to make this as simple as possible and again jay abraham kind of beated this into my mind of uh, where were they before and where are they now think of a before after picture it is exactly that that's what a before after picture is it's a snapshot of where they were before and where are they now now before after pictures you can't use a lot of them on social media and facebook but they're powerful there's yes. a reason why all these you know you know fat loss supplements and you know p90x and they they use the hell out of those things um,
0: every di- every diet book in yeah, and yeah, I mean, has it's where about. were
1: you before and where are you now because it shows the transformation. It's like a visual, dramatic demonstration of success. Okay, so what do you do with it? So there's lots of things. So I really think that one of the most powerful te- types of testimonies to get are the ones that are on your social media platforms, and that is Google and Facebook. So a Google review is really, really powerful. A Google review is probably better than just you getting a testimonial from somebody and you putting it on your website or putting it on your wall. So that is kind of the top. Like if you can get a lot of Google reviews, that's going to be really, really powerful. That's going to drive SEO. That's going to get more people to your website. I mean, that's like, if you think about it, you know, when well, you go to restaurants a lot, right? When you go to restaurants, you go to Yelp and you look at, what do you look at? You look at the reviews. Right. And I don't think people are aware enough of that 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 these reviews matter and people are looking for this stuff
0: now that's a little bit of a different strategy because you can't post that for them they have to go on google or on facebook themselves right correct and and remember
1: the conversation can lead toward that and you could say something like hey you know i really appreciate this would it be cool if i sent you an email you know that had a link in it to give me a google review would that be okay so you're prompting it so what am i what law of persuasion did i just use come on tom to, commitment and consistency there you go all right I so i list. just asked you and i said hey would it be cool I just, it sounds like you're really happy really awesome would it be cool if i sent you an email and it's got a link in it and it sent you to a google review and you can give it we really appreciate you giving us a review just tell us you know the same story you just told me where are you before where are you now don't no, need to do anything crazy if you feel we deserve five stars give us five stars Right. Uh, and, and do if it. Like and pod, it and if make it and make it like this
0: podcast and you want to review the podcast and give us exactly. five stars that'd be, that'd be awesome. right. and
1: you make it casual you don't have to make this but but what you're doing is you're telling them you're going to send them an email right so there's good there's some legwork here right don't think that they're magically going to go home and run to their computer and give you a google review you got to do some work right and it's as simple as sending a really quick email you should have the link already loaded up and put in a quick email. Hey, so Hey, thanks so much for, for chatting with me today. So proud of your success. So proud of all you accomplished. Um, here's the link. Thank you so much for giving us a
0: Google review. So that's, the, or, and you can do the same thing with Facebook okay. and the same thing with Facebook. And that's important because that's kind of the first thing that people see. They, they, if they Google Gabriel fitness, someone, their buddy tells them about Gabriel fitness, probably the first place they go is either Google or Facebook they search it out and that pops up how many stars do you have so getting that out getting out in front of that yeah okay so that's the social media side where else where yeah, else i mean be?
1: on your website you should have a section for testimonials okay. that's a big one so you should have a combination we have uh, on our, at gfp we have a combination of video we have written ones you can also take screenshots of the google reviews and put those on your website so there's lots of different ways you should do it but what you want to be doing is thinking about heaping social proof keeping social proof. And know that your social proof should do two things. Your social proof should highlight the problems that your target market wants to solve, right? So if you're focused mostly on energy and fat loss and stuff like that, they're probably not going to care about a 14-year-old kid that put on 10 pounds of muscle. So the problem that you're trying to solve with the people that you're marketing to should be specific, and then same thing, same along the lines of the same stuff. It should be people like them, right? That was like, and here's here's a good example. Um, years ago, we had the uh, a professional company coming into a series of really big time videos. Remember that we spent like yeah. weeks preparing for it, and remember the highlight film had uh, lose weight, get stronger. Get more energy, run faster, yes. jump higher, and then it would flash from a 45 year old woman to a 12 year old kid, yeah. and it was just I was thinking about it, and I watched it the other day because Vanessa shared it on Facebook and I was like ah, the marketing gods are yelling at me right now right. because we just tried to pick up too many bones, yeah, right. Like all of a sudden the uh, the 45 year old mom's watching it and all of a sudden it flashes to these stinky kids. Right? And she's like, I don't want that. I don't want that. Where's the people like me?
0: So if you have like some, some college football player in a before-after pitcher that, that you d- added 25 pounds of mass yeah. over the summer. and we used to do that all the time. Yeah, it was just kind Which of was like- great for attracting those type of kids, but if you're trying to get the, uh, the adult market, it's useless. Yes. Got yeah. it. So
1: people want to see people like them. Okay. People want to see people like them. So testimonials on websites are, are huge. You can use videos. But the other thing is, and I'll just keep going here on my list, but um, is are you using the real estate in your gym to highlight success?
0: So what do you mean by that, the real
1: estate in your so gym? So we have, I'm sure everyone in the gym has walls, okay? And what are, so, what so. are on your walls, okay? Do you just leave them blank? Or, so we have two places where there's testimonial-esque stuff. They're not really, the, 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 one is testimonials, the other one is just more social proof. So in our consultation room where we sit down with new members, we have pictures and, um, uh, pictures and testimonial uh, templates, which I'll talk about in a second, which is kind of an important thing, uh, of, of our members. And so the person sits in the office, and then they're looking at the wall behind them of all the pictures and all the frames and things like that. And they're seeing successful results of people that are like them. So that's a, that's a place that you can have instead of having your walls. You know, what, what did I used to have on my walls? Your temple football my jersey. My temple, your football, temple. all about you, baby. It wasn't my jersey. It was all my degrees and all oh, my. You had a picture of you playing. You know, right? I had all my. It, no, which is, it could be an authority play. Right. Right? But, Tom, do you know where your doctor went to college?
0: I don't. <laughs> I don't care.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, most people don't care. Because
0: you've said it a few times. You keep saying, like me, like them, like them, like them. Because people want to see them, a mirror image of themselves, right? Yeah. It's like isn't that isn't mirroring isn't that a thing where it's like they want to see someone that's like okay this person's like me, and then they they can relate to that person as opposed to like you know a fifty year old woman can't relate to it.
1: Mirroring is a way to build rapport, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay.
0: So keep going. So so pictures of so the real wall. Sta-
1: so we have so we have two places. We have the, on on the in the consult room, but we also if you're walking to the restrooms, there's all pictures of our members. In these, uh, what are those called? Those things? Uh, um, some sort of, uh, mixed tiles. They're mixed called tiles. mixed tiles. Yes, and true. they're like uh, six by six tiles. Than that. We should get them. We should get uh, right one there. for the camera. Yeah, yeah, grab eight one. By, tom Grab one, Tom, so we can there.
0: show the camera. You're messing up the microphone. Go ahead, keep talking. All
1: right, so we we put these mixed tiles out, and these are basically, uh, yeah, perfect. So they're like these. They're like these. Um, I don't know they're like a half inch thick it's foam this. It's like foam. But it looks really cool and they're easy to hang. You don't need like some professional to hang them. Someone like me could do it. And uh, they're like really nice pictures. They're not that they're not that um, expensive. They're not that expensive. But they they're just pictures of our clients working out, smiling, happy, and you're walking through the wall and all of a sudden you're seeing all these happy people. Um, so it's just another way of showing that the, the, the people are there. And also, um, there's a People, and I got the idea, I got the idea from Temple Football actually. And when you were a starter, you got to have your picture on a poster on the wall. And you would walk through the hallways of the football uh, building and poster sized pictures of the starters. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. My picture was never up there. It was never
0: up there on the wall? No. Well, at, at Central, at Central. We, I was
1: even a starter at one point and <laughs> well, they, never, they still didn't put it up. At Central, you guys probably
0: aren't used to this, but we had the NFL players, but the same thing. The we, had the, we had NFL players. I was like, yeah. not many, but it's okay. But we had a lot more of NFL players on the walls of, but it's like when you're a recruit, you're walking through there and it's like, damn, that's, that's, I said, I'd be so yeah. proof. Right? So I got
1: the idea from that. Right. And it's just like, I really wanted my picture on that wall and it never got up there, <laughs> but I knew the people that did probably felt pretty cool. Right. So that's that's all about like recognition, yep. right? Recognition, which drives social proof. So using the real estate in your gym, uh, the other place for physical real estate is having a, a, a like if you have a TV in your a lobby or a TV in your gym, could you have a running, you know, uh, tile or whatever a running uh, scroll of testimonials coming up? Here's the uh, I want to I want to kind of show this. So the picture, um, the, a template of of a, of a good testimonial. If you're going to do it on a website or do it even on a PowerPoint slide, which I do a lot of, which you could turn those into Instagram posts if you're following me on Instagram, Um, you saw when I was promoting the search program, I put a lot of these kind of slides out for social proof. Um, And it literally is a picture, a headline, and the headline is pulled from their testimonial of something powerful that would stand out.
0: I feel awesome. I've never been this strong. Even that or better at thirty better at fifty than I was at thirty.
1: Exactly. Yep. Measurable result. Um lost twenty pounds in six weeks, something things like that. And then you write their paragraph and then you put their name and where they're from. Because what do you think when it says John S. I don't know. What do it's
0: I like think? It's like fake. Oh, oh, John S. oh, you're saying? I got you. It's like
1: you don't want to use their real like it's name. Like, it could be bullshit. It's like when people allow you to use their full name and where they're from, you know, it's a real testimonial, right? So, but that's a formula uh, for people. It's picture, headline, story, and then name and where they're from. Yep, name and where they're from. Um, so, and that can be used all over uh, different. Uh, you can create books of testimonials. So we did this years ago where actually we had a book produced, a real book uh, produced where we had uh, clients write their story. We was like, write your GFP story. And actually, I got this from the Cosgroves, Alan and Rachel. Uh, they had a book like this that I that I you know took the idea, uh, but I, I originally owned it from them first. But they uh, it was like a book, and we just took all the clients. We told the clients to write their story, and we put them in a book. And it became more social proof. Um, but we also have a book in our consult room that's a binder. And it's broken down with uh, different categories. Men, you know, over 40, men 50 plus, And we have all these different So when we're talking to a client and we can talk about, you know, a story that's, oh, like, hey, well, here's a story of John. You know, he kind of just came in. You know, had the same kind of challenges. Here's his story, here's where he was before, and here's where he is now.
0: Because even so you're saying even inside of the demographically we train thirty five to sixty five year old people. There might be variations. There's variations yeah. as far as women that want to lose a bunch of weight or women that want to gain some muscle mass or get yeah. leaner. So we have different stories within it.
1: Yeah, and what you do is usually take the top problems that are solved. Right? Take the top problems that are solved and, you know, testimonials about them, or you could go by
0: demographics.
1: It's that's probably right. better to go off of problem solved. Um, but start in the beginning by just getting some.
0: And it's, let's say just starting out, maybe I only have three or four good stories. Can I use them everywhere? Yeah.
1: So that's, that's kind of the next thing. So, um, what, what people don't do enough of is use these things multiple places. So I had, uh, in, uh, he was on the podcast, but George McGuire is a mastermind member. Okay. And George did awesome in the search. He crushed it in the search. And that was his first experience with us. And he gave us a testimonial after the surge on his basic surge results. Okay. Right after that, he joined the mastermind. So, we, so I, had the, I had one testimonial from him that he wrote for me. And I was using that on my website. And I was using that on PowerPoint slides when I would do presentations and stuff like that. So that's where I was using. A year later, I think it was about, no, less than that, like 10 months later, he sends me a text message. And he says, hey, I just want to let you know how I'm doing. And he showed me his revenue last year and his revenue this year. And he put down the percent increases of each thing. Revenue, number of clients, average value per client. And it was like the most breathtaking text I've ever gotten. So I sent him a quick back. I was like, this is amazing. Can I use this in marketing? And he was like, of course. Use it whenever you want. So that was my next email. So now I took the text that he sent me and I used that as an email okay I took the same text and I used that as an Instagram post that also went to Facebook George took the email took screenshots of the email circled his name posted that on Facebook on his own page gave me another testimonial saying if you're looking for a great business coach go to Vince and then I shared that on my Facebook page.
0: Double dipped it, and you also have a PowerPoint. You also have a PowerPoint slide for your next presentation. One yeah.
1: testimonial. Right. I just cited ten different places it could have gone. Shout out George McGuire,
0: Create Fitness, Kent Washington.
1: My man, one of my favorite people on the planet. <laughs> he is George. just amazing. He's great. He's great. But the, that's an example of how much you can stretch these things. Um, and he's also has done. He also did a video testimonial. For the search, right? So think about yeah. you have one good client and we use this with Kathy. When Kathy was there, we have yeah. Kathy everywhere. Yeah. And it's not to say that, you know, people may not see that on Facebook. They might not see it in an email. They might not see it on Instagram. I think so what you I can think spread, what people spread are these things about, all around.
0: People are worried about like being annoying or like getting it. And it's like, it, that's that same head trash that you're kind of talking about is like, oh, I can't use the same one because everyone thinks that everyone's looking at their Facebook and their Instagram and their email. And it's like... We use the same ones over and over. Yeah, and it's good to get fresh
1: new ones, but you know, hell, I mean you can really use um, I, I think
0: that people don't use this
1: stuff enough.
0: We have a powerful one from Diane Carr, one of our clients yep. from I mean, she hasn't been a client of ours for five years, six years probably. Oh, maybe longer. I mean, but she was one of our first clients and she did a video testimonial for us. She broke down crying and it was it's still to this day is powerful and it's not like she didn't leave on bad terms. She moved to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, right. moved so,
1: how many hours away? Six hours away. Right.
0: So she just can't. But when she comes into town, she's visiting her son. She still comes in and trains yeah. here. We still use that test. It's it's still us that trained her. It's still Gabriel Fitness. Yeah. So why not use it, right?
1: I tell you, I watched that testimony recently. Yeah. Because we were going to pull it out and use it again, I started crying. Yeah.
0: I That's was powerful. like,
1: I was like, oh my god! I was like, I I didn't remember how powerful. It's funny because it's just been a long time, and obviously I remember Diane, but it it, it was like seeing that brought up a ton of. Emotion. It's like it's funny how connected you are to the people that helped you start your
0: business. Right. Yeah. If we, uh, if we, and if we asked her to do a testimony for us today, she probably would.
1: Easy. Right, and that's another thing too. Um, let me ask you this: How many clients have, have we had from GFP that have moved away to different areas, like Diane? I mean, a couple hundred. Yeah, I mean, a bunch, right? Because yeah. especially you know when you're training older people, they're Yeah, retiring. Yeah. Um, what would happen if we asked the majority of the people that left on good terms?
0: Right? All of it. anybody who moved away left after the term. So, how
1: many of those people um, would th- that we could call would give us a testimonial? Every one of them, probably. So there Everyone we can get a hold of. Yeah, everyone we can get a hold of. Yeah. Like I know, like we, we have we have a client that is um, moving to uh, Wyoming, Jackson Hole, yeah. Yeah, moving to Wyoming, and there's no way that when she moves to Wyoming, if we asked her for a testimonial, that she wouldn't give us one. No way. So. There's a whole crop of people that you could get right, to give you a testimonial. And because it doesn't matter if they live in Wyoming now.
0: Yeah, they still trained with you. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Let's put a bow on this thing. I we've, think that's all I got. We've been <laughs> going for a while. I think your bottle's getting empty. Whatever the hell you got in there. It's good. Your fit. Good stuff. Good stuff, <laughs> All right. So, oh. I mean, if people want to get a hold of you, if people want to dive a little deeper on this or talk about their own marketing, how do they do that?
1: <sighs> I'm so busy right now, Tom. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. Uh, they can – well, actually, let's put a link to uh, the marketing strategy call in the show notes.
0: So what it, just real quick, 30, don't dive so, in. 30 yeah, seconds, Marketing strategy, elevator pitch. Yeah,
1: marketing strategy call is a 45-minute one-on-one phone call with me Uh, There's no investment on your part. And it's something that I help you with your marketing. So the first kind of few minutes, I'm gathering information from you. And the next, you know, it's real coaching. It's not just me giving you this big sales pitch for an hour. OK, it is uh, me coaching you and giving you some actionable tips that you can do to improve your marketing. And at the end of the conversation, because I am a salesman, all right, I will tell you about some of the things that we do at GFP and how or GFP and for you and tell you how we change business owners lives every day. And if those things are resonating with you, then we can take the next
0: step. Doesn't matter what size business, it could be a, a one
1: person show or no. We, I have some clients in the surge right now that don't even have their own facilities that are really just renting space. Um Really, if you need more clients, you know we can help you.
0: All right, and and we'll put a link
1: to the show notes. Yeah, link to the marketing strategy call in the show notes.
0: Perfect. All right, Vince, thanks. Good job today. Do you remember the six laws? I have them right here. I, wrote, <laughs> I write everything down. Listen, I had a lot of brain trauma in my life. I hit my head every day so I, have, yeah, yeah. I, I gotta write this stuff down yeah. oh also real yes. quick we're filming this we're gonna we're, this, is, this is our new our, our kind of like we're staging a little studio here so yeah you did a good job uh, we'll see it, it can get better it's just the first time but check us out on youtube search. can they can they see like the unpainted walls no they, we, blocked, we blocked see, it out. Yeah. we'll talk about so that we're yeah. in a really crappy part of the gym right yeah. but it's fine um check us out on youtube search fitness business university on youtube All right, we've went way too long. Guys, thanks for listening. Vince, have a great day. Peace.